If anyone's planning to participate in a raffle this weekend, I've got a tip that comes from Kevin's girlfriend's grandma. You'll remember Kevin's girlfriend as the guest we had on our special April Fool's Day episode to explain how to play an iPhone game where you collect cats. There's one that's in my yard right now that's like a samurai cat. His name is Mr. Miyagi. So I guess her grandma wins a lot of raffles, and she gave us this tip. When you write your name on a slip of paper, fold it in half once before sticking it in the slot. That way, when the person picking winners reaches into the bowl or box, your entry will stick up slightly and they'll be more likely to take it. It sounds simple, but I guess it works. Kevin's girlfriend would be excited about today's episode, by the way. We're going to teach you how to play another pointless game that involves collecting cute animals. It's called Pokemon Go. Maybe you've heard of it. We also talked to Gerard Lordahl, director of Grow NYC's Open Space Greening Program, about gardening hacks, which of them are real and which are a load of baloney. Finally, we take the testing table on location to test a super creepy kind of telescope. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler, and this is the most useful podcast ever. So Alex George, our tech editor, is here with us. Thank God, because I need to throw out so many old computers. I have so many little, like, laptops that I don't, I just don't throw them away because I see people picking through my trash and I know that's a bad idea. So I just have like a, I have like a basket full of them in my apartment. You just have a junk drawer of It's got like, it's not like a ton of laptops, but it's like one laptop and then like a, an old phone and like a iPad-y sort. It's not iPad, but like a knockoff sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know what to do with them. So you're going to tell us how to properly wipe a computer so that it's safe. Yes. The thing to keep in mind and to understand for all of it is that when you empty the trash or you delete an app or whatever, that's not actually getting rid of it. What it's doing is, is getting rid of the little piece of information that tells the computer where to find it. So that's why you can go to somewhere and get your data recovered if you accidentally delete something. So if I delete things off of my computer, is it not saving space at all? It doesn't until it gets to capacity, then it'll start overwriting. Oh, so I if see. you really want to, if you're tinfoil hat paranoid you what you would do is ultimately overwrite everything that's the only way you can really actually get rid of stuff because otherwise it's still there it's just in a section that's harder to for the computer to access so i talked to some security experts and the best way to do it is you have your device then you want to what you want to do is uh make sure that it's encrypted and that means that every all the data scrambled the only way to unscramble into something recognizable is but with a password or an admin, you know, some way a key to unlock it basically. Right. So all your embarrassing photos, all that stuff is just scrambled data. The way to do it is on a phone, if you have a t- passcode on or if you have the thumb ID, whatever, it's already doing it. You don't need to do anything. Oh. Older Android phones, you have to like go in and say encrypt or whatever, but they're all automatically doing it already. All right, so you have your phone, you go, uh, you have it encrypted, make sure it's all that. Yep. The thing to do, you know, the admin password or just your password to get into uh, your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, everybody just has four digits. Yeah. Make it into an alphanumeric. You can do this option to make it a really and make it a really long phrase. So it, you don't have to remember it. So just remember it once and put that in there. You know, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, maybe. <laughs> you put it, <laughs> cash rules everything around me. Something like that. So multiple okay. words. Because the way that people, when they try and break pass, uh, passwords, it's this method where they try different ones and it's drawing from a dictionary. So ideally, it's looking for a word or like a couple of words. But uh-huh. if you have a complex phrase or something like that, then it's harder for uh, software oh, to break into I it. Oh, I see. Okay. So then once you have that really complicated password, you go in and you do the factory reset, which is you know settings, erase all content, settings, whatever. 
Um, or if you're on a laptop on Apple, it's uh, you hit Command R when it's starting up. Um, there's also a setting in you know, Windows 10 computers now too. Okay, um, but so it's under it's it's usually under like a settings tab. Correct. Yeah, okay. you'll find it down there. And it says erase all content. Generally. Do all that. That's the factory reset. Now okay. this is kind of where it's kind of crazy. So after you do that, you haven't overwritten it or anything like that. Deep down in there, your stuff is still in there. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. But it's encrypted and. It's for anybody to access it, you would have to, they would have to be able to guess your password and all that stuff. And it's a really long, complicated one. There's, uh, there's no way that they're going to spend time to do something like that. Right. That's the routine. Encrypt it, uh, and then make a really long administrative password, administer's password, and then um, do a factory reset. And okay. that'll make sure it's there. And then at that point, do you, you don't just throw it away, do you? I just take mine to Best Buy and dispose of them there. Really? And they recycle them there. Oh, yeah. okay. That's good. Um, and then if you if you ever seen um, if you really want to get into it if you ever seen Mr. Robot or um, Silicon Valley, they there is truth to how uh, if you really if you have really super sensitive stuff and you don't want anybody to ever get it, you can take a all right so you can throw s- chips in the microwave fry them that way. Oh. You can put them in. There's a scene. Although you'll fry your microwave maybe also. It hurt. It does hurt the microwave. It's yeah. like putting a CD in the microwave. Which I also that? love to do. It looks really cool. Not advocating doing it. Looks super cool though. Sorry, you were how old when you were doing this? I would have been about 21. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, look, I've been a nerd for a long time. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Wait. Are you gonna say the drilling a hole in it? Because that's what I always hear is the drilling the hole. The other the thing about drilling the hole besides actually puncturing and getting you know getting rid of uh, separating a section of the drive from the rest of it is that the heat generated by the drill partially helps get oh. rid of um, helps separate the dig. The idea is to make it impossible to re you know put it all back together. Mm-hmm. Like smashing a Lego set, you can put it back together. But with this, it's um, it's making it so that the pieces are bent and they won't link they up. They won't together. go back together. This is getting into. This is like if you work, you're Ed Snowden, basically. You would have to, yeah. That yeah. would be the only way. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, otherwise, it's just not necessary. And it's also kind of ruining it. It can't be recycled or repurposed. It can't be donated after you've done that. Right, that right, kind of a thing. Right. And honestly, I mean, I thought about this. I'm like, nobody really cares that I have a picture of me doing a beer bong in college or anything like that <laughs> on my laptop. And besides, Facebook well, has first, it the anyway. The first problem is you put it on Facebook. Thought it was so cool. I'm calling the segment "How to Play Pokemon Go" as taught by a millennial. I'm really proud to be that millennial you've chosen. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, super pumped about that. Ida Garland, who is our photo. What are you, a photo assistant, photo editor? Yeah, yeah. And we had a meeting the other day, and we were talking about Pokemon Go, and all of all of us were like, "Oh, what is the Pokemon Go?" And you had already been to the. You found all the Pokemon's in the building. I found pretty much every Pokemon on our floor. I think my first question is, what is a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Have you never, like, uh, seriously? I'm old. I know that there's one called Pikachu that is cute. Oh, yeah. I think they're the cute, I think. One. But that's all I know about them. Okay, so in the cartoon, it was like these uh, these different teams, and you have like Poke Masters. Okay. So they go on quests every day and go capture these like fancy Pokemon. And uh-huh. so one of them, his name was Ash. Um, Pikachu was like his Pokemon. So they like follow him around and they like BFFs kind of thing. I see. So in this game, it's like you're Ash. Oh, and, like, and Ash is a person who yeah. collects. Ash is a, uh, what'd you say? A Poke He's like the Poke Master. Master kind okay. of guy. Yeah. So, so you're the Poke Master and you're trying to collect Pokemons, Basically. which are these adorable little oh, animal so things. So what happens once you get them? Uh, you just keep them. That's it. You just go around and get... <laughs> is that the point of the game? It totally sounds really low, like, just kind of bland. 
you can you capture these Pokemon and then you can evolve them. So it really depends on like how intense you want to play this game. Me, it's merely like me and my friends will like sit around my apartment or walk around our neighborhood and just like catch Try them. Try to catch them. Yeah. Okay. You, once you have them, you have them forever. Yeah. So you oh. can even like sell them. Whoa. <laughs> I know it gets really intense. For real money. No, you can sell them because like let's say like there's like a Caterpie, which is like this little green caterpillar, Whoa. pops up everywhere. Like, it's just one of those that's really small and, like, kind of dinky and you don't yeah. really want it. Yeah. I've got, like, 20 of them. And I'm like, okay, I don't want this many Caterpies in my, like, little backpack. Yeah. Because you carry them in your backpack. Oh. Did you run out of space? I don't think so. I think it's, like, a never-ending backpack. It's like a Mary Poppins backpack. Yeah, but it's, like... Do you know what Mary Poppins is, or is that Oh, my God, I love Mary Poppins. Okay, just checking. (laughs) Because I don't don't know what Pokemons are. (laughs) I'm really surprised, honestly. Did you ever watch Digimon? No. Oh, Is that related to Pokemon? No, it's kind of, like, the cheap version of Pokemon, but it had a really catchy... like, Oreo and Hydrox? Yeah. Sorry, Hydrox, but you're I don't know what Hydrox is. Hydrox was the original Oreo. I don't. It sounds like hydrogen peroxide. That's I don't want that. To eat it. it was a poor choice of name, and that's yeah. part of the reason oh. that they are not as popular as Oreos. Also, they don't taste as good as Oreos. So I have my phone here, uh, and I have downloaded Pokemon Go. Oh, I'm so And it's so telling ready for me this. to please enter my date of birth, which probably is auto- automatically going to uh, disqualify me from playing this game. <laughs> it's like it's you, like mm, no, you, you need, need to, to do grown you up. You need things. to have a job and children. <laughs> but uh, sign in with. Okay, Google or... I use or, my Gmail. Oh my gosh, this makes me, this is making me feel oh. tin, tinfoil hatty. Pokemon oh. Go release would like to know who you are on Google and view your email address. Do oh. I want that or no? Okay, so there's been like articles... I feel like I need our tech editor in here. Yeah, it's a little frightening. Actually, that's a really good idea to ask Alex how like intense this is. If you read into it mm-hmm. and you like go to your Gmail account, it mm-hmm. tells you that it takes not only like your basic information, but if they get a hold of your Gmail account, they can use it. So there was, like, a huge thing that came out about it, but I think they, like, fixed it and, like, explained, like, no, no, no. So should I deny this? Oh, no, I didn't. Just deleted it after that. See, man, they... YOLO, man. YOLO. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get Alex George back in here. It's like, do you really think they'll steal our stuff? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is yes. I actually don't have anything worth stealing. Remember to be alert at all times. Stay aware of your surroundings, but of course. You know, a lot of people have been, like, falling... One dude fell into a lake... But I like, mean, this is... It's kind of on you. You totally see where you're going. Like, come on. Okay. Am I all set? Yeah, sure I am. I, you know. <laughs> I'd like to access the camera. I gotta do that, huh? Yeah, you gotta do okay. it. Because then it'll, you'll put a Pokemon There's in There's a Pokemon life. nearby, it says. Well, what do you know? There I've you just go. been sitting here. Okay. Thanks, Professor Willow. Here, okay. Here you are some Pokeballs. This will help you catch one. What do I use the Pokeballs for? Okay, so let's say It's vibrating. Like, do I need to know? <gasps> that means you've got a Pokemon nearby. <gasps> oh, I see. Catch a Pokemon. Do you see him? Yeah, I see him. <gasps> use your camera to find Pokemon in the real world. Yes, camera on. <gasps> I see you. <gasps> Is he like right around here? Yeah, what do I do? Okay, so hold on. I he's right there. Like, get he's, on, he's on top it's of the... It's okay. P- if you move your... Oh, <gasps> you got a Charmander. That's what I got for my first one. Yeah, what do I do? How do I okay. get it? Okay, so you see how it's showing you how to do it? Yeah. Do exactly what that's saying. Oh my gosh, you just got your starter pack. I got a Pokemon, and he was right on top of our phone here in the podcast room. Who would have guessed that that's where right? a Pokemon would be? They're just hanging Did, out. So now is he inside the ball? He's inside the ball, and you have him forever, and he can never come out unless you involve him. Involve him? Evolve him. Evolve him. Yeah, but then you need money <laughs> and, like, candy. <laughs> they oh like my God. candy. See, look what they're doing. Charmander, he's cute. He's got a little fire tail.
So what, okay, it's going to vibrate at me whenever there's Pokemons now. Yeah. How many, okay, how many Pokemons are there? 151. And so is the idea to, oh, so I actually saw a video the other day of people stampeding in Central Park to oh. try to get a very rare Pokemon. Did yeah. you see this? Central Park is first off prime to find Pokemon. Like, let's say if I take a stroll during lunch, literally you will see a million kids just like standing around catching Pokemon. But the thing is, is that each Pokemon is based on where you're at. Uh -huh. So let's say you're next to like a lake. You're going to get water Pokemon. If it's oh. at night, you'll get fairy kind. And like, let's say you're in a really hot area, like very dry. You'll get like the fiery kind of ones. Oh. Which so is it's very dry cool. in here because that one had a fire tail. Yeah. And I always It's very dry in our one. podcast room and Pokemon knows all about that. This, uh, this really strikes me as like millennial stamp collecting. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is literally just, like, collecting things Collecting now. things. Definitely, I've heard some horror stories about it. Uh, oh, my God, but yeah. Like, the pokey gyms. And what does a gym mean? So, I think you can, like, combat oh, Pokemon. Oh, I see. I, like, you have to be a certain level, which is level five, and that's when you can start, like, fighting. Yeah. People are getting pissed now because a lot of them are houses. And so, like, teenagers will go to these people's houses. There's been a few that, like, people, like, call the police and stuff. So, like, yeah, all right, that was bound to happen. Has it occurred to you to try real pets? You know, in New York, I feel like it's really difficult. I'm going to stick up to it. Like, I'm going to stick to my Pokemon. <laughs> like, I'm going to take them out. They can just hang out on my phone, my backpack. I'll feed them. Yeah, that's... Do you feed Pokemon? I don't think you feed I Pokemon. don't think one feeds a Pokemon. One does feed real pets, though. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. That's a lot of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for that. Okay, so we are recording on location today with Maculay. And on location, I think, means, like, how far away are we from the podcast studio? Like, 25 yards. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know if it's that far. I feel like we could we could see it if this wall wasn't here. But we needed a window because what Matt is doing is, uh, for our testing table, is testing something that might be illegal. I don't, I don't think there's any laws against just being a creep in New York. But uh, what we have here is Maven's... Um, spotting scope from a maven built company out of lander wyoming um the newest release and what we have here today is their spotting scope it's called the s.1a um and it goes for 2100 dollars. it's a lot but it's kind of amazing because it has a magnification from 25 times to 50 times and a optic view out of the uh objective lens that is like 80 millimeters which is just a huge field of vision um and as we're overlooking central park here i can literally s like make out people sunbathing in the sheep's meadow so that's where the that's where the creepiness comes from it actually it looks kind of like a telescope that is just aimed for you to look at people on the ground sort of yeah i mean spotting scopes are used for like by hunters um to you know kind of spot deer or whatever way out in the field uh, they're used for people who are like like to bird from like shores and like they check out shorebirds because shorebirds kind of tend to be far away from people or like way out it's cool as hell and it, it's fun to kind of be in a building that is all glass walls and uh peek into other buildings that are all glass walls and kind of get to know what our neighbors are doing uh surreptitiously yeah, I feel like I should describe here. So we're in the Hearst Tower, which is a big glass building overlooking Central Park and also many uh, Midtown Manhattan office and residential buildings. Many of many people of whom don't seem to realize 
that when you're surrounded by windows, everyone can see everyone. We have a guy that's across from our uh, executive editor's office who has a habit of not wearing pants. Uh, and we see that with the naked eye, so we're not really doing anything illegal. He's just over there. We've thought about putting up some notes that say we can see you, put some pants on. Yeah. Um, but now that we can kind of get full scope of what underwear he's wearing, thanks to our new <laughs> Maven spotting scope, just in case we wanted to find out. <laughs> um, so let's have you try this out. You're, this is aimed right now at Central Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have you take a look through it. All right. I mean, I'll just, well, I'll, I'll just poke my eye in and... Uh, report back what I see. So what you want to do with these usually is kind of take it back to the lowest magnification and like find what you want to look at and then focus on that and then zoom in. So like I actually have my eyes trained right now on ooh, a fancy, fancy rooftop uh, along Central Park, the east side of Central Park, like along Fifth Avenue where a lot of rich people live. And someone has done very fine rooftop landscaping see a little trellis uh, maybe a Japanese maple in there it's gorgeous stuff all right let's see what people are doing because that's more exciting it helps have a tripod on it because it stabilizes stuff because you are like so zoomed in and magnification that any like tremble of your hand is kind of almost gonna make you seasick yeah the time that I tried it I got a little dizzy and I yeah. also got stuck I was trying to look at this one building that had a lot of windows and I just got like stuck in the windows and had no idea where I, it was like playing a video game and I was like nah, I'm stuck in the windows now I'm never getting out of here oh here okay here we go so where I'm looking right into the sun like the entrance to Central Park kind of where uh, Kevin McAllister goes like sweeping in in Home Alone 2 you know what I'm talking about um, and I'm just watching tourists mill about some guy's dragging a cigarette, which he shouldn't be smoking there. I can call 311 right now and report him because he can't <laughs> smoke in public parks <laughs> in New York City. So, I mean, truly, I'm, I'm a vigilante at this point. It's amazing. Can you see that? How far away is that, the Sheep's Meadow from? Half mile, maybe. Yeah. Could you see Could you see in there? Yes. Let's go. Let's go to the Sheep's Meadow. All right. Well, you're going to catch a crime in Central Park. Yeah, see, if anyone's, see if anyone's illegally drinking yeah. or smoking marijuana. Watch a bunch of nerds playing Pokemon Go. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what you'll catch most. Is like, oh, they're playing Pokemon Go in there. Okay. Okay. Oh, these guys are having a little picnic. So I mean, they're pretty far, but I want to like give you a sense. I wish there was a way to show you these things. They look like Jimmy's on an ice cream cone from like 100 feet away. Yeah, like maybe even smaller than that. I mean, I would. Those are legit flex. Yeah. Um, and I'm about. I'm at the 50 highest magnification on this thing right now. And I can legit see this guy's like jorts. Uh, this girl's putting her shirt back on, and looks like this guy's trying to do some terrible yoga. The details there, it's that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like you can, you know, nobody in Central Park is safe yeah. from your prying eyes. Yeah. If you went down to the entrance to Central Park right now and like wrote something on a piece of paper and held it up in like Sharpie marker, I could read it. I kind of I kind of want to try that. All right, I'm gonna stop this. Let's try it. Jackie has gone out into the streets of Manhattan and is hiding with a secret message to me. And uh, we're gonna use our Maven spotting scope to find her and what she has to say. Uh, I'm looking out into Columbus Circle, which is a big roundabout in the corner of Central Park, the the southwest corner, and I don't know where she is. Hello. Hi, you're on speakerphone. Oh, hey. Hi, 
what's up? Um, are you, are you like in front of the fountain? Now I'm standing. Oh, I see you. Oh, I see her. Here. I you see. see me now? Oh, yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> so I was on the other side. So now I'm standing right here. Can you read it? Moop rules. Hey! Yay. That's amazing. Hi. Hey. Oh, I see you leaving. That's actually pretty easy to read, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. You're coming in clear. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. Well, good job. We have with us Gerard Lordahl, uh, who is the director of the Open Space Greening Program through Grow NYC, which builds community and school gardens and urban farms throughout New York City. Uh, welcome, Gerard. Thank you, Jackie. It's a pleasure to be here. So, okay, I have kind of a fun game that I want to play. Because um, right. we're kind I'm of... <laughs> I'm up for game. Awesome. For some reason, people kept emailing me these crazy tips about <laughs> gardening, and I was like, I don't know if that's real. That's crazy. So I want right. to see, I want to see, you know, if you can just kind of weigh in and see how realistic some of these gardening tips seem to you. Okay. Um, so, okay, so for the first one, um, there was a, we were talking to a salon owner about uh, using hair clippings for oil spills, and she told us uh, that some clients would ask for bags of hair that they could spread in their gardens to keep deer away. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, like a scarecrow in a way. Um, the scent of the human hair often indicates to the animals that there's a human present and they won't come. The problem is, in rain, a lot of times the scent wears away and you have to replace it often. And then sometimes animals get used to the smell. They don't sense any danger after a while, and it's not as effective. Oh, I see. So, yeah. so like, put hair out there, but then also occasionally come out and yell and shake a stick. <laughs> the other thing that... Um, Katie had mentioned is um, the Irish Spring Soap. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that one. This is like, um, so this is one of our other editors said uh, that to prevent pests from eating strawberries, they would put Irish Spring Soap in pantyhose and stake that in the dirt. Yes, and these are things that, you know, there are all sorts of remedies. Peppermint oil or mint oil, the essential oil uh, in plants like peppermint, um, is basically uh, repulsive to deer. And mm. they have a very sensitive, many animals, their smell is much keener than ours, sometimes a thousand times stronger than ours. So in Irish spring soap, which is why I like it in the shower myself, you have a very high concentration of probably peppermint oil that scents that Irish spring smell. Ah. Uh, so often people will grate Irish spring soap and put it in a spray bottle mixed with water, and they'll apply it as a spray for deer control. It'll last maybe three to four months for the most part, but um, it needs to be reapplied. Right. But there is some um, positive effect, and as you see, people do say, yeah, it worked, and we put soap out, and I grew up in an apple orchard, and my grandparents would hang soap bars and hair and pantyhose, and the deer would <laughs> stay away. So, you know, tried and true remedies. That's so cool. And wait, yeah, does it, it not cool. hurt the plants to spray them with soap? Because I feel like, I, I mean, I don't have the greenest thumb. I'm keeping a cactus alive right now. 
but right, um, <laughs> you know, like I feel like if I sprayed it with soap, you have to be careful. And there are some recommendations. Um, there are all sorts of soap sprays. It's basically a tablespoon of an organic soap, ivory soap, Dr. Bronner soap, unscented uh, Castile soap. It's liquid, right? Mm-hmm. And you apply that uh, to, well, you mix it in a gallon of water and you reapply after it rains and you spray both sides of plant leaves outdoors. And it's a really good home remedy for most garden pests. Um, if you're using the wrong soap and there's detergent in the soap, that could burn the plants. Um, the soap actually acts as a film that you spray and it often suffocates these soft-bodied insects that are attacking your vegetables, your tomatoes, things like aphids and white fly and spider mites. Mm-hmm. These are like the plague of the vegetable garden. <laughs> so, or you could even suggest things like um, a garlic bowl, a whole garlic club, club uh, with two cups of water and a gallon of water, and you puree that mixture, strain it, and then add water and apply it once a week to the bottoms and tops of leaves, and that keeps um, pesty spider mites away as oh. well as white fly and eggs. And they, so you can they, don't garlic. Like, they don't like garlic? Yeah, garlic is a good pest deterrent. Also, um, cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, older generation gardeners would add dried hot pepper to a solution of garlic water and liquid soap uh, you would let it sit in hot water for a day or so, strain it, and then spray it from a bottle or some kind of a sprayer or apply it to the plants. And that can kill worms and caterpillars and aphids and things like that. Yeah. Here's another one we actually read that I don't, I don't know about this, but uh, that you can, you can uh, get rid of slugs with beer. Yeah. That's <sighs> funny you should mention that. So what happens is the, it has to be stale beer, though. So oh, I it got has that. to be stale beer that's <laughs> fermenting. Uh, many of us don't have a lot of stale beer standing around, but um, you open up a can of beer, you let it sit until, you know, you feel it's stale a day or two, and you put it in a shallow saucer, something like a pie pan. And uh, this works very effectively. I have personal experience with it. What happens is the snails and the slugs, it has to be put, it's put out at night. Snails and slugs come out at night because the sun isn't good for them. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually are drawn to the fermenting beer, and they drown in the beer Whoa. when they climb into the saucer. That's so that amazing. is a known remedy for snails and slugs. That's amazing. When I was a kid, you know, I'm from, mm-hmm. I'm from Florida, and right. my grandparents always used to teach me to leave out a little toothpaste because sugar ants would come try to eat the toothpaste, <laughs> and then they would die. <laughs> so, like, that sounds like a similar sort of thing. You're right. And same thing with ants. We get lots of calls. Oh, I have ants in my house, blah, blah, blah. Half a cup of, or a quarter of a cup of sugar mixed with a quarter of a cup of borax. And just like they're attracted to your toothpaste, the ants will be attracted to the sugar, and then the, po- the borax is actually poisonous to ants when they eat the sugar. Man, so you're, you're like a, amazing. You have so many <laughs> tips. This is so good. About 30 years of this, you kind of get used to it. <laughs> but simple things, uh, onion skins in the garden keep certain animals away uh, and insects. Um, squirrels don't like uh, the smell of lemon. 
Oh. So a lot of times that helps, and they're like that sounds like that'd be good for a bird feeder, even like just put yeah. a lemon on it. Okay, I got one more, and I think this one sounds kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um, there was somebody recommended to paint rocks to look like strawberries to trick birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's sadistic, not only ridiculous, <laughs> but I mean, the poor birds. So, what do they think of birds? Never heard this one. And we grow lots of strawberries. Um, we put netting over the strawberries. Bird netting is common to prevent the birds from landing and feeding on the strawberries before you get to them, and blueberries and things like that. But painting rocks to look like strawberries, and then, in other words, they're, they're thinking that if they paint these rocks, the, the birds will be attracted to those rocks and not the real strawberries. Right, I guess. But then wouldn't you think a bird would figure that out? Uh, yeah, they have small <laughs> brains, but they're not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, um, I actually have had this long fantasy of having a guacamole garden. Mm. Do you think that that is something that is feasible? Like you would have Brown, avocados. Yeah, avocados and limes and, like, tomatoes and onions and just have everything you need for guacamole in one garden. It's a great fantasy. I, I'll, I'll participate in that fantasy with you. I love <laughs> guacamole. It's great. The only problem is um, if you're independently wealthy and you have a greenhouse, maybe, or an orangery attached to your house where you could grow the avocado to maturity, then it would work. Avocados are tropical plants, can't grow it out here, um, outdoors year-round. As you know, it grows in Florida. You could do it in Florida. Oh, I'm you from Florida. Grow. My mom will yeah. be happy to hear that. <laughs> so you know. You could do all that tropical stuff. Here in New York, no. Everything else you can grow in overwinters for the guacamole except the avocado. Yeah. I'm going to have to, like, paint some rocks to look like the articles I'm supposed to edit and then go move to Florida to <laughs> <laughs> see if I can fool my boss. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's true. Um, well, awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, Hi, welcome. That was so pleasure. informative. I feel like uh, you're, uh, you should strike fear into all of the pests <laughs> in the New York area. So that's our show. Most Useful Podcast Ever is produced by the staff of Popular Mechanics and edited by Jesse Wright Mendoza. We'd like to thank Sarah Bentley and Andy Bowers from Panoply and Popular Mechanics Editor-in-Chief Ryan D'Agostino. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And if you want to read more about gardening, check out our website, popularmechanics.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Thanks for listening.